There aren't that many current renewable energy solutions that easily lend themselves to displacing fossil fuels for heat. And heavy industry uses a lot of heat. So if you think about the cement industry, the steel industry, lithium extraction, there are so many industries and you know, those are the high temperature applications, which is really the holy grail. And what is unique about heliogen is that we're using the form of energy that most easily directs itself to any kind of application in heat. So that's one of the differentiators for us and one of the reasons why it'll be an important contributor to carbon emissions reduction. Welcome back, everyone. Today, I'm speaking to Christy Obieya, former CFO and now CEO at the publicly listed green energy company, Heliogen. Welcome, Christy. How are things? Good. Thank you for having me, Hayden. Good to be here. Great. Whereabouts are you speaking to us from, by the way? Uh, so I actually spend quite a bit of time at our headquarters in Pasadena, California, and we also have a manufacturing facility in Long Beach, California, and then an office in Houston. So I split my time between all three, in fact. Great. Lovely. Uh, I'm speaking to you guys from London in our headquarters near Liverpool Street. Um, I'm sure you've got nicer weather than where I am. Yeah. Um, but before we uh, jump into to your company's mission and hear more about your products as well, I just want to briefly touch on your background. Uh, so prior to taking the CEO role, you served as Heliogen's CFO, which followed your time at Betchel Energy, where you were CFO and head of strategy as well. Yeah. So you've been in the role, your current role, for around three, four months, I believe. You can correct me if I'm wrong there. But yeah, about three months. Three months. Talk to us, you know, how you found it, how you found that transition. Yeah, you know, I, I was honored to step into the CEO role. Um, it's been both challenging and exhilarating at the same time. I'd say challenging because we've set a lot of ambitious goals, and we'll talk about that when we talk about Heliogen's mission, but exhilarating because the whole team is just energized to bring the technology to life at scale. And it's such an important challenge that we're tackling together. And we've already started to see some great progress in these uh, first couple of months um, since I've been in the role. And for example, we were excited to sign a contract for use of Heliogen's technology to develop solutions for calcining. Um, for those uh, listeners who are not familiar, calcining is a process that basically where a material is heated up in order to separate it into different components. And it's used in the cement industry and in lithium extraction and in other industries that are all high carbon emitters. And so it's a, it's a really important and meaningful proof point for the promise that Heliogen's technology holds. So we, we are excited about that. Yeah, exciting times. Well, uh, before we get on to some of your products and more importantly, I suppose, their applications in industry, let's talk about the, the wider mission here. So having recently taken over, how would you sum up your, your long-term vision for the company? Give us the elevator pitch. Yeah, absolutely. So my long-term vision for Heliogen is to make a meaningful dent in mitigating climate change through our solar energy technology. Um, you know, climate change is the single greatest threat to humanity. And if we want there to be a sustainable civilization for our grandchildren and their grandchildren, we have to solve it. So it's, it's really an imperative. And Heliogen's technology should be part of that solution. Yeah, absolutely. And Obviously, you've recently taken over. So how much is that a departure from the previous leadership's vision or have you simply looked to maintain that? Talk to us about that transition again. Yeah, it's truly consistent with our founder, our technical founder's mission. I mean, that that was one of the things that drew me to the company. Um, I view uh, part of my role as upholding that and you know, really excited to push the ball forward on actually bringing it to the commercial stage, which is the kind of the stage that we're at now in the company's trajectory. Got it. Okay, well, we've got 
a lot of investors listening in and they'll be keen to understand the investment time horizon for, for an investment in a company such as this. So talk to us about the time horizon you see here. Like what time period is that clean energy transition going to happen over? Yeah, you know, I, I view the overall clean energy transition as being something that's going to unfold over the course of decades. You know, because a lot of the solutions that ultimately will enable it are things that are still in various stages of development. But at the same time, you can see that there's urgency in you know, both governments and large corporations announcing major public commitments to reducing their emissions by certain dates in time so that we have a path there that unfolds over time. And so I would say for you know, investors looking with interest in this space, the time to participate and you know, start getting in is now because it will unfold over such a long period of time. So looking to maximize return means getting in as early as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Really important point. And just before we move on to the solutions, I'm keen to dig into those. Uh, I couldn't help but notice a statement on your website that referenced the use of artificial intelligence, obviously a bit of a buzzword at the moment. So how exactly are you using AI to support a sustainable future? Yeah, great question. So our technology is a little different from solar PV, which I think most people are familiar with. Solar PV converts the sun's rays into electricity directly. Whereas solar thermal technology, which is kind of the, the foundation of heliogen technology, uses the heat from the sun. And so essentially what happens is we have a field of mirrors or heliostats, which is a fancy name for mirrors that track the sun. And that field of mirrors points the sun's energy into the top of a tower. And that tower, the top of the tower, we call that the receiver. It receives the sun's rays, becomes the focal point for the aggregation of heat. And so we start out as thermal energy. And what's unique about our technology and about this application of it that Heliogen has invented is the fact that there's a closed loop system and that's where the AI comes in. So the field of mirrors has to be accurately pointed at the top of the tower in order to maximize efficiency. And in prior generations of this technology, there was no communication between the top of the tower and the mirrors. And so you know, at the beginning of the project, when there's the calibration phase of making sure that the mirrors are pointed in the right place, well, that's a lot of manual calibration effort. When the wind blows really hard, now the mirrors are out of alignment and somebody has to go around and recalibrate. Same thing if the ground settles and you have foundation changes. These are all examples of places where, you know, there needs to be some form of intervention for the mirrors to be constantly and accurately pointing at the right part of the tower to ensure that there's maximum solar thermal energy capture. And so what our solution does is the mirrors actually have a closed loop feedback system with cameras that are around the top of the tower and then the software that automatically adjusts the mirrors in order to always make sure that they're pointed right in the center of the top of the tower. And so that's what's unique. That's what the artificial intelligence does. And it only became possible in the last several years with the NVIDIA GPU processor. So it's um, exciting development for the Heliogen innovative team to capitalize on. Yeah, absolutely. And I hadn't realized quite how integral it was. So it's good to hear your answer there. And I said we'd move on to your solution. So let's do that now. First of all, though, an overview. I think I saw this mentioned on your company website, but keen to hear it from you directly. How possible is it for companies to meet and even exceed sustainability targets and mandates without compromising on cost? That's going to be a key question that potential clients are asking you. Absolutely. That's, that's going to be so important. And, you know, we need solutions that don't compromise on availability, on reliability, and on cost. And that's one of the things that we're designing our solutions to deliver on. 
The three solutions that Heliogen offers are clean heat, clean power, and clean fuel. Our first product, and this is one of the things that I, um, I shared um, in coming into the CEO role early on in my tenure, was to share a letter to, to shareholders um, basically saying, you know, our initial focus is going to be a clean steam product. So it's taking Heliogen's core IP, our core technology, and using that to make green steam. And that's, that's our first and commercially available offering to customers at this time. And so the way that we're doing that, we're offering to customers the ability to offset their carbon emissions um, at the same or better cost as what they're currently paying for fossil fuels. And we're starting to do this through attacking the higher cost um, alternatives for where people are paying high cost of gas. Well, that makes it easier for us to have a place to undercut what they're currently paying for fossil fuels to generate the same heat. Got it. And um, you've mentioned your kind of underlying solar energy technology that seems to underpin all of your various solutions, whether they're commercially available yet or not. And I, I, you know, it's maybe taking us back a step almost, but I was keen to understand why it was solar energy rather than any other form of renewable energy like wind, for example. How how was that decision made? Yeah, you know, I, I think every form of renewable energy will have its place in the energy transition, mm-hmm. but it really depends on the application. So when you talk about, you know, there's a term that's used in the energy transition called the hard to abate sectors. Some may be familiar with that term. Hard to abate sectors are the ones that are going to be the hardest to address in terms of emissions reductions and and the ones for which there's no easy current clean energy solution. Well, I'll talk about that a bit more. One fifth of the world's energy consumption today goes towards creating heat for industrial processes. And today that's done by burning fossil fuels like coal and oil and natural gas. And it's going to be really challenging, you know, if not impossible, to meet the climate goals without tackling this component of the fossil fuels and carbon emissions problem. So it's not just about creating clean power and clean electricity, which is what people are mostly familiar with. So when you talk about, you know, wind power, for example, wind power, if you're in a place with good wind resource, very easily lends itself to low cost energy in the form of power and electricity. But there aren't that many current renewable energy solutions that easily lend themselves to displacing fossil fuels for heat. And heavy industry uses a lot of heat. So if you think about the cement industry, the steel industry, lithium extraction, there are so many industries, and you know those are the high temperature applications, which is really the holy grail. But then there's also low temperature applications like food processing and metals heating and you know different types of mining. All of these different sectors use a ton of energy in the form of both heat and power. And what is unique about Heliogen is that we're using the form of energy that most easily directs itself to any kind of application in heat. So that's one of the differentiators for us and one of the reasons why it'll be an important contributor to carbon emissions reduction. Yeah. Okay. So building on that, then I guess your technology obviously relies on solar power to function, but to what extent are there areas in the world that can't operate or are perhaps better suited conversely to, to your solutions? Yeah. You know, we're, we're very fortunate that so much of the earth has really strong solar incidence and the kind of solar energy that's measured as being important for concentrated solar thermal occurs really well in areas of the world like the Southern U.S., um, South America, parts of the Middle East, North Africa, South Africa. I mean, it's, it's really, we have a ton of opportunity globally. So the market size is, is not going to be a rate limiter for us. 
Got it. Okay, well, um, let's move on to the three solutions or the key kind of core applications of this technology then. We'll start with heat. We've already briefly discussed it. Uh, But firstly, you provide an industrial carbon-free steam solution. So talk us through the benefits of using a solution like that one versus the fossil fuel alternatives. Yeah, exactly. So one of the benefits is simply that you're going to be able to get towards a, you know, a clean operation sooner. Mm-hmm. Because you know, if you're looking at the alternative of you know, continuing to use fossil fuels or even converting to using an electric boiler with, um, you know, if, if you're creating heat or steam, using an electric boiler and plugging into the grid, that's still using a lot of brown power. And so to convert fully to a clean energy solution, Heliogen's technology allows you to plug that into your operations and do that right off the bat. And you know, we're prepared to offer that, being able to do that at their avoided cost of what they would otherwise pay for fossil fuels. So it's a really exciting value proposition. We find it really resonates with um, a lot of the industrial customers that we've been speaking with. Yeah, absolutely. But I guess with my investor hat on, then I'm keen to understand whether there are competitor products or is this a completely unique solution? Yeah, you know, it, it is a unique solution. It depends really on the customer and the location. Mm-hmm. And so there are, there are customers um, for whom, you know, if, if you're in an area where you're trucking in diesel, for example, to to fuel your um, heat operations. Well, that becomes a very potentially attractive alternative to be able to use Heliogen's technology because you're already paying such a high cost of fossil fuel. And then to be able to locate our solution, which is modular and can be scaled down to fit on a customer's site and behind their meter, that becomes a really interesting solution for them because it gives them the control of the access, the behind the meter access, while still offering the benefit of, you know, cost savings in their operations. You know, so really it kind of depends on the location. I'll say that as another um, example, probably the, the U.S. desert southwest has really low solar PV prices at midday. Mm. And so, you know, competing directly with solar PV without storage, that's not something that we're going to win on a cost battle. However, when you need long-duration energy storage, Thermal energy and our storage solution starts to become very attractive when you're comparing that to the cost of solar PV plus batteries because there is no other form, you know, there's no form of storing electricity. And so right now, PV has to be paired up with batteries or some other storage solution, which becomes very expensive. And so, you know, those are the other kinds of customers that find our solution very compelling are ones that need some form of dispatchable energy when the sun's not shining or the wind's not blowing. Got it. Okay, great. Well, solution number two then, heliofuel. So this is a decarbonizing green hydrogen fuel. So yeah, having discussed your solar technology and how that underpins your various solutions, I'm keen to understand specifically how you use solar technology to produce green hydrogen. Yes, uh, great question, Hins. So our ability to produce steam, you know, I mentioned our first uh, product is a steam unit mm-hmm. can uniquely be paired with well in fact we work with any electrolyzer but there are electrolyzers called solid oxide electrolyzers which are able to use both steam and power to produce hydrogen mm-hmm. and so what's unique you know relative to alkaline or PEM electrolyzers is that they can use steam which heliogen can produce with our solution and therefore have a more efficient and lower cost outcome for producing green hydrogen. And the way that this happens is essentially bringing in water and the water molecule is split into hydrogen and oxygen. And our steam provides a piece of the energy input into that solid oxide electrolyzer in order to be able to effect 
the hydrogen separation. And so we're really excited about that. We actually have a project that is underway that we'll be building in Lancaster, California, with our first commercial scale hydrogen project offering. So we're, we're thrilled to introduce that and have that coming to fruition. Yeah, great. And just to make it a little less abstract then, give us a few examples of where the resulting fuel can be used in place of fossil fuels. Yeah, absolutely. So in transport, so, you know, there are countries that have announced, like such, such as Japan, mm-hmm. that they would like to have hydrogen as their um, transport infrastructure solution, as opposed to you know other countries like the U.S., which are trending more towards electrification of, of vehicle fleets and that sort of thing. Um, hydrogen can also be used in as, as part of development of sustainable aviation fuels. And then right now, bright hydrogen is used in different processes all over the world already. And so there is a, actually a, a market for hydrogen. It's just that it's generally produced starting with fossil fuels as an input. And so there's some very exciting prospects to be able to use green hydrogen and really see that market grow in a way that, you know, it also offsets carbon emissions. Got it. Okay. So the final sort of stop on this whistle-stop tour through your product offering is, is Helio Power which is described on your website as green electricity. So I believe you have a commercial scale demonstration product in development or project in development, I should say. So when's this going to go live in industry? When can we expect that? Yeah, you know, this is, this is a really fascinating project because we have, um, we have a contract executed with Woodside Energy, which is the largest oil and gas producer in Australia. And we have a fantastic mm-hmm. partnership with them. And they were interested in using our technology on sort of more of a, a development front for a novel approach to storage. And so that technology, this particular project, will use Heliogen's core IP and pairing that with a different form of storage uh, in the form of particles. So, for example, bauxite particles. And those particles will retain heat and be our storage solution when the plant is operating. We expect that plant to start construction in 2024 we also have applied a Department of Energy, a U.S. Department of Energy award that we won in, 20, uh, in 2020 and signed the contract in 2021. And that award will also be applied to this project because it has three areas of innovation that are of interest to the Department of Energy. One of those is this thermal storage solution. Another is the use of supercritical CO2 as a turbine as opposed to a steam turbine to generate the power. And the third is a heat exchanger that uses these particles, these particles used for storage, um, and uses the heat exchanger as part of the heating and cooling process. And so it's a really exciting project. It is on the kind of development side of the spectrum, and therefore we expect to have other of our commercial scale projects up and operating before this one is completed. Yeah, got it. Really exciting, but cutting edge as well. So interested to see what comes out there. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, well, let's move on to the next section of this interview. And uh, I entitled it company performance, obviously interested to understand how this is affecting the company's bottom line and financials. So FY2022 revenue came in near the high end of your 12 to $14 million guidance at $13.8 million. So which projects drove the majority of that revenue? Yes, the vast majority of that revenue from 2022 is from our commercial scale contract with Woodside Energy, which is the one that we were just talking about. And that project, we call that the Capella project, is actually going to be built in California. So although our customer is Australian, the project will be built in California. And you know we have a relationship to build and explore projects in both Australia and in the US. Cool. 
No, that's great. I did read that that was, I think, revised guidance. So the guidance I quoted there, that was revised down. So can you just talk to us about any setbacks you faced last year, particularly in regards to revenue generation? Yeah, absolutely. So Heliogen closed 2022 facing some fundamental challenges, but we've emerged in the last couple of months with a clear line of sight on how to course correct and grow. So last year, we had identified several areas of traction, but we fell short of achieving the most important goals for the second half of the year, which were closing at least one more contract and then breaking ground in our first project. Some of the challenges that we faced were external and were just kind of generally reflecting the constraints that face every public company right now in this environment. But then we also confronted some internal issues that impeded growth, and we've made changes um, over the last several months to address these obstacles. And so it's very clear now what our kind of stage two of the company mission is. The stage one was really kind of the, the green and white space innovation phase. Stage two is all about commercialization and revenue generation. So shifting from the technology development phase into the commercialization phase. And all of our effort is now focused on that near-term set goals. Yeah, fantastic. And that commercialization kind of focus came across really clearly in your report when I was reading it through before the call. I also noticed R&D spend was $11.8 million in Q4, a relatively significant proportion of the $38.3 million spent in FY 2022. So just interested to hear where the majority of that budget got spent. Yeah, so Heogen is an extremely innovative company. We have an incredible team of engineers, and so we're not lacking for capability to innovate. But what you saw at the end of 2022 was still that remnant of, you know, really focusing a lot on research and development. And, you know, as I mentioned, we want to now be in this transition in this kind of strategic priority shift of executing on our commercialization and monetizing our first product to create value for heavy industry that changes the game for our customers and then puts us, you know, at the, as part of the epicenter of producing carbon-free energy for our customers. And so as part of that, we have reduced our R&D budget significantly. And that reflects our shift from technology development to really delivery at this stage. Now, I will mention that there's some exciting kind of R&D type efforts that we have decided to carry on. Those are fewer than before and more limited, but we're, we're pleased to have some of those be funded by third parties. And so, for example, the work that I mentioned uh, with the contract that um, we just executed related to cal signing, that's one of the, the core areas that will continue to have a small, dedicated, separate group focused on R&D so as not to distract from our core focus on commercialization. Right. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. And I guess to close off this conversation about financials and uh, naturally for any company, particularly those listed on public markets, a path to profitability is, is crucial. So talk to us about where you think you are on that journey. Yeah. yeah I, I would say that our first priority is closing additional sales and commercializing our first project. Mm-hmm. When we talk to prospective customers and you know we look at our pipeline, you can kind of segment our customers into three buckets. The first are early adopters, and these are companies like Woodside Energy who you know want to lean forward and partner early and be on kind of the front end of deploying clean energy solutions. The second would be those who you know are not quite ready to be early adopters. They want to see some projects operating first. They want to see some sort of operating data. And for those types of customers, it'll be really important for our first project to be installed. And so part of our journey to get to profitability is the importance of our our first commercial scale project being in the ground. And we think that will really help us ramp up our path to profitability. 
And then the third type of customer is, you know, somewhere in between. And, you know, we're, we're really looking forward to having some more good news in the coming months on our commercial contracts that give us that line of sight to profitability in the next couple of years. Great. Okay. Well, let's finish the main interview by looking ahead um, and asking you for an outlook. Regulations such as the Inflation Reduction Act will likely provide meaningful tailwinds for Heliogen's business. So how significant was firstly the RIA's impact on your business? Yeah, absolutely. It was an important stimulus for us to look at what can we do to start leveraging what the the potential benefits are. Um, and that will play into, we expect, our, our Proxima Hydrogen project that I mentioned in Lancaster, California. Look, the IRA is a win for clean energy industry all over the U.S. and you know ultimately in the world. So really exciting milestone. For Heliogen, we are disproportionately able to capitalize on some of the clauses in the Inflation Reduction Act. I'll give you a couple of examples. The extension of the investment tax credit, which applies to renewable energy, the energy storage benefits, the production tax credit that applies to green hydrogen of up to $3 a kilogram, the advanced manufacturing tax credit, and the advanced manufacturing tax credit, I don't think I mentioned this yet. We have an existing manufacturing facility where our heliostats, you know, the, the mirrors that we assemble are put together in Long Beach, California. And, you know, anybody that has come to visit that factory has been really blown away by the capability that's run by Andy Lambert, who's our chief production supply chain officer and spent 10 years working directly for Elon Musk on building building rockets. And so we have an incredible team there and great manufacturing capability, and that can attract the advanced manufacturing tax credit. And so, yeah, we're, we're really pleased with our ability to get, you know, disproportionate positive impact out of the Inflation Reduction Act. Yeah, fascinating and really interesting point about the team there at that facility. I guess my next question then is what regulation do you need next to build momentum in this space? Is there anything particularly impactful on the horizon, do you think? Uh, I think, you know, seeing the completion of the deployment of the Inflation Reduction Act and making sure that the really substantial funding that has been allocated is actually accessible to companies and industry and then also you know, in general, the challenge of permitting, you know, there's there's always a challenge from a, from a permitting perspective at both the federal and state level that, you know, in order for us to really deploy at scale and deploy quickly, permitting has to be something that happens uh, with the maximum efficiency. So that's the other kind of from a policy perspective thing that I think will be really beneficial the more that we can see on, on that front. Yeah, interesting. And kind of to close this section then, I'm keen to understand kind of the total addressable market here. And I I don't need a specific figure per se, but from an investment perspective, people will be keen to size the opportunity and the long-term potential of the market. Perhaps you can give us a sense of how bigger opportunity you think that this is over the longer term. Yeah, you know, I think, so there's a lot of research published about the size of the clean power market. And so maybe what I'll do is focus on heat because I think heat tends to be just less understood, less researched, less, you know, less available in terms of the potential market size. It's actually a massive market. You know, when we look at our initial kind of geographic focus of where we expect to be first with our with our products, you know, we look at places like the US, Chile, uh, Mexico, Australia, South Africa, uh, and just in those countries alone, if you look at just the avoided cost of fossil fuel for what industrial companies typically pay to draw in the fossil fuel to power their heat operations, you're talking about $26 billion a year. And that's just for that subset of the market and just in those countries. 
if you look at the larger scale total TAM, you're talking about something more on the lines of 800 billion. And so we could even take, you know, a very small percentage of this market and have a really meaningful, sustainable, long-term business. And so just hopefully that gives you some, a bit of dimension around, you know, market size is, is not the concern. It's really just, you know, at this point, it's commercialization and execution. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really fascinating insight to end the main body of the interview on. So that just leaves me to say thank you very much for joining us on the podcast, Christy. It's been a real pleasure. Thanks so much. Likewise, the pleasure has been mine, Hayden. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening, everyone. Just a quick note before we sign off. If you're looking for an easily digestible daily update on the markets, this might be of interest. Opto Updates is our short newsletter sent every day during the trading week, giving you a bulleted list of the top seven stories from the global stock markets. We've done the hard work for you, highlighting relevant opportunities and trends. And in addition, we'll also keep you notified of any new products, stock reports or webinars from the Opto world. If you're interested, sign up using the link in the show notes. And thanks also to CoFruition for consulting on and producing the show. Until next time. CoFruition.